Welcome back to the Coast to Coast Dynasty Podcast, episode number 25. I am Ruben Almada at Superflex DGen. And I am Justin Mercer at C2C Dynasty Merce. And tonight we have two guests, two special guests, first time guests on the Coast to Coast. We have Kyle Sinra at Sinra Says. Hey, Kyle. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Ruben, Justin, and other guests who I won't, uh, I won't spoil the surprise <laughs> guest. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, glad to be on. I've uh, been listening since episode one. You guys cool. have uh, had a great podcast so far, and I, I expect that to continue, including this episode. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah, looking forward to this. Yeah, hopefully we can hopefully only hope, Kyle. So you guys <laughs> might know that voice. That is Rocky at Dynasty FF Addict. How are you, Rocky? Doing good. Happy to be on. I, I know we've talked before about me coming on. I'm happy we could finally make it happen. Uh, looking forward to tonight. Lo- love you guys. Love Kyle. So this should be a fun one. Yes. Thank you for the short uh, coming on on short notice. We kind of decided to, like two days ago. We're like, hey, let's do this Friday and yeah. uh, see if we can get a couple people to do. Uh, we're going to end up doing a, uh, a quick mock here, the four of us um, and at, towards the end here. But we're just talking a few things that have been going on and see what we and our thoughts and uh, it's happy to have uh, two new guests on and uh, appreciate both of you guys taking the time out of your day. Um, we got, uh, yeah, so it should be good. should be good. Uh, so since the last time we recorded, there's been a few things that have happened in the NFL, but not nothing too exciting. Um, but we've got uh, a couple free agent signings, you know? Yeah. And I put uh, just the fantasy relevant ones there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the one I don't know that how relevant I, they are, but hey. yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> relevant's a loose term because it's the second wave, right? right? So they're the guys that couldn't get jobs with the the first go around. But uh, but the one that what that had happened, but I didn't mention it, and I just since Rocky's on, I mean, he knows the connection. But uh, um, you know, with the Eagles uh, offensive coordinator being the Colts coach now, and he brought in Minshew to be, you know, the probably the bridge i would guess at this point depending on what they do yeah they uh minchu (laughs) i mean minchu could be an early year super flex option for people so just wanted to add him on there because i didn't mention that last week yeah no i I think that's an interesting one i think yeah that for their you know if if they do end up moving to like the third spot to grab somebody or or what they do you know it's probably going to be a um one year sit guy so it does mean you take the year for the year or, or or what but it'll be interesting yeah you got to figure stroud and young will probably be the ones that have the best chance to start out of the gate and then um you know levi and uh you know ar 15 they, they're the ones that need it. But uh, what what do you, Rocky, since you saw Minshew play at the end of the year last year and, you know, you know the off, offensive scheme, what do you think about that fit out there for him? Yeah, I mean, it makes a ton of sense. Like you said, Steichen was was the Eagles offensive coordinator. Uh, I think it'll it's going to be kind of run heavy anyway, probably out there this, this first year uh, between it being Minshew. And like you said, I think, Richardson or Levis is not not starting off the bat year one, and that's probably who they're ending up with. And Minshew, you know, he got to start a few games last year. He looked okay. Uh, the Dallas game, he looked he looked particularly good, but then he got kind of exposed against the Saints and, and did not look so good. <laughs> so he, he basically like Gardner Minshew. He has his moments. He was up. He was down. Uh, he threw some bad picks, and uh, that's probably what I expect. He's a backup he, quarterback, right? 
Exactly. He's that's what he is. He's he's a, he's, he's a very good backup quarterback that can win you a couple games if you need it. And, but. and that's what you want in a backup, right? If you can, you know, your quarterback goes down for four four games. If he can get you five hundred, you're good, right? Yeah, and I but I mean I do think he could. He I think he starts at least half the year, if not. Oh, more. I, Just, you're probably yeah. right. Right. I can see that easily. See that for sure. I yeah, mean, and and I think he'll be you know fine he'll be like a mid qb2 something like that in superflex so uh mm-hmm. not not a horrible especially if you've been sitting with him on your roster for the last couple of years i know he's rostered in most of my leagues Minshew is so uh it's a nice little bonus thing there a, you know nice, nice qb3 for you if you if you have buys or whatever so yeah yep maybe a sell window too kind of deal if you want to get, get definitely off him, yeah. Kind of deal, you know, yeah kind of i don't know that, that many people are paying much for yeah. it yeah no, no right <laughs> yeah. right once he's starting games, right? Starting quarterbacks are, are worth something just to get starts out of. So that that'll be something that'll you'll you'll maximize that in season for you know? sure. Yeah, especially yeah. kind of default that comment to a lot of players, to be fair. But like especially the backup quarterback types. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. I get a late second for him, I would do that. In a oh second. yeah, he'd be gone so fast. Yes, they got to help him pack. <laughs> help him pack. Yeah. So uh, then we also have Damian Harris to the Bills. I- I don't know. I mean, have they really used a running back kind of deal? Josh Allen's their running back. Well, here's my thought on what they want to do with this signing. And this is just my opinion and just kind of reading the tea leaves. They've never had a true goal line back, like a hammer. They've always used Josh Allen in that role. That's the goal line back, yeah. Right. But, (laughs) But, I mean, you're paying him an awful lot of money now. Do you really want to put his body at risk for that? So, I mean, I'm guessing that, Damian Harris falls into the end zone 10 plus times this year. And he, you know, is that goal line back now. That'd so, be interesting. Yeah. It feels like that's what they wanted Zach Moss to be. And yeah. Ultimately Singletary kind of had that one stretch in 2021 where yeah. he, he showed he could be that, but I think they, they probably think it seems like they think Damian Harris I guess have we have we known the contract details yet? Like I'm just uh, curious. It's probably one for three or something. Yeah, it's it's one year deal. Yeah, yeah. I think it, it like is it is it close to what Singletary made three three and a half? Then it's kind of the bill signaling. Yeah, we'd rather just have Harris now. If if they got him for like one million one year, it's like, okay. They, it's not that they they might not think he's better than Singletary. It's just they they were you know if they could save the two point five million, they're at that point where they. They you know save anything you can at the less important positions to maximize right. what you can spend at the most yes. important positions for a team in a Super Bowl window. You gotta be yep. really smart, especially paying you know quarterback big bucks. Yep, for sure, totally agree with I that. I just googled it. From what it's saying here, Harris is getting one point seven million. Oh, jeez, yeah, yeah. I mean, they went <laughs> they went to the dollar store to buy to get get him. Yeah, so I, I he think was down at the dollar store. To, to me, the one thing that flips there is James Cook is now the lead back, where it seems like even at the end of the year when he was getting increased in snap, he was never the starter. Like uh, Singletary was always the first guy out. If the game was close, Singletary was always the guy they wanted more. Um, so like, I think James Cook is probably now going to be that their, their lead back, but it, I think they'll always run a committee. It seems like they, they've shown that I mean, that's kind of what they want to do. Pretty much everybody runs a committee now, right? There's some sort of yeah. committee kind of deal. So yeah, I, but yeah, I mean, I think it's an interesting, it's maybe a sell window again, because what, you know, he was a New England back, right? Which everybody, they're basically all left for dead anyways because you don't ever know who to play because it's Bill. And he just, like, rotates through him like crazy. And <laughs> yeah. each week kind of deal. And if you look at Bill's side eye, you, you end up on the sideline for the game. So, um, yeah, I think there's a potential, you know, can you, you know, it's one of those 
RB on any like any RB on a fifty three kind of deal, just grab him. If he, he's yeah, like you said, he's he's one injury away from being the main back on a high potent offense, right? I mean, yeah, and he's only like two years like removed from I think he had seventeen touchdowns with New England like in in twenty twenty one or something like that. I mean, he uh, he definitely scored a lot of touchdowns, and it was to the point where we were just talking about. Uh, um, you know, the dynasty junkies listener league. I, I know that I drafted Damian Harris fairly high last year. Cause he was coming off such a, a strong year in new England. And uh, I think I drafted him over Stevenson to be honest, because that was kind of where he was going. Yeah. Um, and uh, I mean, I just drafted Harris in this startup. I'm in now in the 20th round. So it's, it's a value. It, it could yeah. be, could be something, yeah, could be nothing. Yeah, yeah. See, I, I love him in the 20th round of a startup. I, I sure. would have no interest in, in acquiring him in an existing league. Everything Ruben said makes sense and sounds good. I believe a Bill's running back is going to score double-digit touchdowns when I see it. So I'm with you. <laughs> they, they don't seem to, you know, like you said, it's been Josh Allen. It's been passing in the goal line. I I don't have much hope for Damian Harris. I this actually makes I, I'm not a James Cook guy. This actually makes me like James Cook a little more. Kind of like Kyle said, he would seem yeah. to be more the lead guy, and he's obviously the passing back, passing down back. So, yeah, uh, I, I just looked it up to just to a confirm. Uh, well, not confirm. I, I remember Justin yeah. that, that season. It was 15. Touchdowns. 15. Yeah, I, but, I was like, I looked it up too. I was like, I think it was. <laughs> I find it was, hilarious that 75% of his career touchdowns came in that season. That, that's, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> uh, but I also found it interesting that that year he had 18 receptions, which is a career high. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this yeah, is a James not, Cook. not a pass catching back. It's a James Cook. Um, I would call this a James Cook tweet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and I have a James Cook, Cook question. Okay. I've got. I'm just looking at my rankings. I've got him at RB19. Is that too extreme? No, I've seen. I, honestly, I, the, the one that was extreme that I saw was someone on Rotoviz had him like ranked at like 14, like almost top 12, and I was like, well, that's a bit high. But but in that offense with the pat, he's gonna he could get 70 receptions. He's right? an RB2. He's an RB2, so I think it's fine. Yeah. To me, it to for me. If they're not the top like four or five guys, you know, if it's not JT, Bijan, uh, Bryce, Brees Hall, and I don't know, CMC kind of deal, it does. They're all the same after that kind of deal. They're basically all the same. So I don't, I don't, I don't think you're too aggressive there at all. And I don't think you're. Or you know, I think that's about right, right there. You know, that's yeah, that seems. Be it fair to me. My, my biggest issue with James Cook actually was coming out of the draft is when everyone was drafting him at like 110, which I thought was ridiculous. But uh, at RB19, that makes a lot of sense. And at RB19 prices, I actually wouldn't mind acquiring him. Right. I, I, I agree with that. I, I think that's good, especially in a like a, you know, a nice PPC league, maybe too, even a little bit more. He's going to get some more carries too. So, but yeah, uh, I think we spent enough time on Damian Harris and the Bills running back situation. <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna go to even more depths, like like I don't know why. But <laughs> you gonna, sure you want to go DJ Shark <laughs> to to the Panthers? Um, I actually like DJ Shark last year. I think he fits this that like you know wide receiver threshold thing that 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 people talk about, and uh, Scott Connor talks about that. I kind of follow too. Um, and who else is CJ Stroud? CJ Stroud gonna throw to anyways? Um, between other than Old Man Shark and and Thielen, and, you know, I mean. Yeah, I think this is a with them adding Phelan and Chark, it's another nail in the coffin of Marshall. 
maybe. Yeah. I mean, I mean he that's... was already dead anyways. I, I agree, but I, I had some hope, a glimmer of hope. But then when the rumors came out that they were looking at Shark 2, I'm like, well, that takes away from some upside uh, that we have from Marshall. But, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's a decent signing. He's a value, too. I mean, you know, like like you said, if you're looking at startup values, I mean, he's going in the late teens, early 20s as well. So um, The know, question is you're never going to know when to start him either, right? That's the problem. He's a best ball guy. Now, unless he is the guy, unless he ends up being yeah. the guy, right? But even if he is, you're, he's going to have a rookie quarterback, and then someone who's like rookie quarterbacks, like they basically for the last like they average like seventeen touchdowns a year or something like that. It's yeah. like, is that offense going to be something that we're going to be super excited about? And we're hoping to see glimmers and hopes of whoever that rookie quarterback is, but do we really want to have? He's going to have to be the guy, and he'll be the only one in that offense that we want outside of the quarterback, right? It'll and it's be. a one-year deal, I think, which everybody's signing that is right now. Looking at like the, those, you know, 2019, 2020, he had 118 and 93 targets. And I mean, the 93 targets came in only 13 games. So, like, it'd have to be that type of, of market share to, to, to kind of just give you enough volume and to, like to your point, Ruben, in terms of knowing when to start him. It's probably someone you want on a deeper bench that you don't have to start early in the season, but you'll maybe want to start later on the season as the the quarterback gets more experience. Yeah, during the bye, when when the NFL decides to put six teams, the best six teams on a bye the same week. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Unless, of course, what happens this year is a repeat of last year, and Andy Dalton just starts most of the season, even though no one wants it to happen. Oh God, yes. I'm just throwing that out <laughs> there, forgot. even though that's probably I for, not. Gonna I, yeah, I don't think Frank forgot he was. There. I forgot. I forgot he was there. But too. I don't think I, Frank Reich's going to be like, I'm going to start another old quarterback because I think he's done with that. Yeah, I, I, I think the number one pick is going to start there, whether oh, yeah, it's Stroud yeah. or Young I, from I, week one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like yeah. They, they might put him on the field the day of the draft. Be like, you're just going to go sit there and wait now, and, <laughs> so and people know. For to, yeah. In regards to Chark, I think it's it's probably a better NFL signing than it is any fantasy relevant signing. Stretch the field, help For help sure. the young quarterback out a little bit in that regard. I I don't really want any pass catcher there. I don't I want Thielen. Yeah. I don't want Shark. I don't want Marshall. I don't want Lavisca. No, Sorry, I never guys. wanted LaVisca. <laughs> I mean, you get traded as a that early in your career. It's not good. Not a good it, sign. Maybe Miles like... Sanders can catch fifty balls again. That's the only one I would want. Maybe that's he the guy the I want targets. from that offense. Yeah, uh, yeah. It it almost feels like it would make more sense for the Panthers to take Richardson because they don't have any good pass catchers anyway. So you may as well run a run heavy offense. It seems like they're set up for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for fantasy, we'd almost want that because, like, whether it's Stroud or Young, we think their upside is capped on that offense, and they'll have better chances elsewhere. Like it seems like Richardson, like a lot of mocks have him going to the Colts, and that's maybe the that's one four, spot yeah, we'd want a Younger Stroud to go because he'll get you know, be tied to right. Michael Pittman. Dude, I like if, Alec Pierce, but I don't even want to say him as, as a guy as a positive if, to be tied to, but you'll, you'll have Michael Pittman. If, if Richardson went one oh one to the Panthers, it would be pandemonium. I mean, it would be bananas and like, he would definitely be going one oh one. Like I think on your last pod, Rocky, uh, Shane Hallam was talking about how he thinks that, Richardson is going to go one on one in Superflex fifty percent of the time, and I, I thought that was crazy. I think that's <laughs> out there. I mean, Shane's I like, a smart guy, though. I do. Yeah. I think so too. I really I listen to his stuff, and I think he does a great job. But 
I was really, I was driving the car and I went, Ooh, wow. Um, and, uh, okay. That's a spicy, but if he does, but, he, but he's right though. Like if he ends up somehow ends up with the Colts, people are going to be like, they're going to be like, Oh, Steichen was with Hertz. Hertz was a running quarterback. Richardson's a running quarterback. Richardson's going to be better than Mahomes. This is what's going to happen. It's like, that's <laughs> going to be the, the path that it's going to take. Especially and, after that combine. Yeah. Right. I mean, so it would be interesting if he ends up with the Panthers kind of deal in set. It's going to be an interesting because we don't have a quarterback that just like completely stands out, right? Like we had Trevor Lawrence that stood out, and there's all the other guys. Like last year, we didn't have much, so it'll be really interesting to see. But yeah, enough of that kind of talk. So let's uh, let's chat a little bit about the uh, rookies, what we see before we hit into a into a mock. And, uh, yeah, and I, I had just put a couple of the pro days, and I, I don't follow it as closely as I probably should, but the big one that happened yesterday was Ohio State, right? And So uh, then I know I was Wednesday, it was on Wednesday, sorry, not yesterday. Yeah, um, so I was listening to um, the ESPN one. They were saying that Ohio State, Alabama, and um, uh, Kentucky's were all back-to-back days. Yep. Pro days, and then Richardson's was going to be like in ten days or eight days, something like that. So they had them all lined up. That so, almost feels like their progression, right? Like th- those yeah. those three guys are more ready for the NFL. Richardson will have to wait a bit more. Like <laughs> yeah, like the way the, the pro days are organized is yeah. It's but a, it's a microcosm uh, of the uh, of the draft. Yeah, yeah. Todd McShay <laughs> was talking about how last year they kind of did the same thing with all the main quarterbacks. They went back-to-back-to-back days and every all the scouts and everybody involved really liked that because they could see the guys like that fast and you don't have to remember it's like a a one-week business trip right Right. they could just get it all done yeah Yeah. get it all done kind of deal it worked out really well so he said he thinks that they'll he'll still see more of that going forward um but yeah i didn't hear i've been i've been super busy with work these last few days so i didn't hear what people were saying after the pro day I know they said there was a couple like maybe there's a couple passes that look pretty sweet, but it's on air, no wooden shorts. So I yeah, mean, unless you're Johnny Manziel coming out there in your your shoulder pads and your helmet kind of deal. Well, the, the the one that I put on there, and I'll let someone who actually watched or followed more closely, but JSN ran the the forty, and it was like uh, what four five three. So like he checked that box. He's not he's not a four six four seven guy. So he has some speed. And then Stroud looked really good. And then apparently, uh, you know, you saw the the Twitter videos and stuff. And you had Josh McCown like they were talking about playing pig or something. He's like, yeah, we'll find a court when you're living in Charlotte. Yeah. Like, so like kind of saying that they were gonna pick him, but you know it's. I think they did what we expected them to do, and then, um, and then I'll the last note for me, the Steelers fan, Mike Tomlin has been at every pro day of their number one draft pick since he started, and he was not at USC's pro day, so they will not be taking Jordan Addison at seventeen. So, okay, and I mean that, that's a Jordan Addison reunite with Kenny Pickett. You know, that's been kind of the talk. More, I think Pickett needs more help than just Jordan Addison. Yeah, but they were together and they they lit it up. And, you know, he won the Bolitnikov, um when he was there at Pitt. Yeah, no, I mean, so I don't know. I didn't. I haven't. Have you guys? Have either of you guys paid attention to any of the pro day stuff? See, I'm just 
I'm just I just want like the like RAS to fill out all the all the scores of the players I don't have yet. That's what I'm looking forward to because uh, <laughs> there's a few uh, like my rookie running back rankings on full press coverage. I want to do my my final pre-draft uh, rankings and I want to incorporate the relative athletic scores and yeah, still too many so, blank ones that I don't want to publish it yet. It's like come yeah. on, get, get scores. It's so funny I do the same thing. I don't really pay that much attention to combine or pro days, but I do when I do kind of scoring for rookies in terms of what when I guess like I said, when I do catch up and watch the film and all these guys. And I put some other stuff in there, including Raz score. And that's that's basically where I get all the com the, the combine and pro day information. It's just whatever goes into the Raz score. So uh yeah I, I mean the only thing i even saw about it i, I actually saw that i they thought that i think it was an espn article saying that jsm they thought ran a little slower than they expected uh but i, I i'm not too worried about that at all yeah. I, mean, I, I i i really do not care at all about combines or pro days except for the fact that it affects draft capital it doesn't right. affect my evaluation of a guy at all unless it's just even, like awful i think it only affects draft capital if they're like the one of the two extremes right right if they're really good like they have an anthony richardson type or day. like kyron williams last year <laughs> exactly uh, if, you say those, if they just show up and do the things and nothing's like wow it doesn't if they were going to be a first rounder it doesn't change anything yeah it, versus like or if you know if he just like shits the bed then maybe he drops four rounds to you know the saturday evening kind of deal so but i agree with you i I used to try to watch stuff and pay attention, but I'm like, I don't really have the time for that anymore. Kind of deal. It doesn't really. Yeah. Let's, is he a, is he faster? Is he way slower than we thought it was? That's where it kind of really hurts. Isn't really help him that much. If he's that much, if he's faster than he, than he was, unless he's like blazing speed kind of deal. Um, we might get some wow moments from when the lineman runs super fast, but who cares? It's a lineman. Um, and, or, you know, you got Daryl Washington that just like, an absolute monster. That's and, the only other thing I really care about a little bit is the was with tight ends because athletic tight ends is kind of like the one correlation to to, to good fantasy production, like yep. the one where combine maybe matters a little bit because you want to see that they're athletic and perform well in all the athletic tests. Speaking of which, I was very disappointed. Luke Musgrave decided not to, or no, so it's Dalton Kincaid decided not to work out. But Musgrave is going to be super athletic. And then I did look up the 40. I added the 0. .05 to the pro day 40 time because that's kind of the use that they they always say, you know, because it's a pro day, you usually yeah. add 0.05 versus the combine because his time that's advertised was a 4.48, right? So for JSN. So the 4.48 turns into a 4.53. And I think that's what Player Profiler does too. I was say, I've I've heard that 0.5 adding yeah, in a lot of yeah. places, almost like a standard process. So. Yeah. 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 Coast to coast. That's, that's how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> <in North America. laughs> yeah. So how about we jump into this uh, mock that we're going to do here. And um, if Justin and Kyle have done any sort of research on rookies, they're further ahead than Rocky and I. Yes. Um, Cause Rocky <laughs> and I messaged earlier today. He's like, Hey, I don't really know anybody past like the first round. I go, well, that's better than me. I'm at like number seven. So <laughs> yeah. um, um, this should be interesting. Um, I'm going to share that screen so that we can see that. And you guys can just tell me who you want to pick and then we'll go from there and um, do that. Oh, what the heck? I didn't do that. 
that's weird. I'll have to reset it. But it, it started showing it picked players already. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Time, but... Timer started. No, that's I get it because he does time. have no time limit set. Yeah, that is yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, okay, so I don't have to have sleep open. Okay, I'm just going to close this app. <laughs> yeah. How do I go back and change a guy? Do you click on the particular player's name? No, no, I don't think you have to yeah. change the first pick. Yeah, there we go. Right? We don't need to change the first pick. We do not need to change the first pick. That will be. I, I'm. I'm. You, you don't know. I'm, I might be taking Will Levis. You don't know. <laughs> Rocky, the the. the we might just remove you from the from the the, the, the stream. We do that. Just to say, of all the people, Rocky seems like the the least likely to reach on a quarterback early. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure you don't want to take Hendon Hooker here at the one hundred and one? I, I was thinking about it, but <laughs> I I think I'll stick with what's there. And I'm glad you gave me the one hundred and one because this one's super easy and takes you, John. Yeah. I, I mean, just just on the value alone, let alone how good he is. I mean, you can get the world for. for the one-on-one or Bijan, the player. So, yeah, I did a on the last pod that we recorded. I did a one-on-one trade, and then I and I, I sold my one-on-one for Watson. Watson straight yeah. up. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean, yep. my team was not ready for Bijan. Need another quarterback, so I said, "What the heck?" And I think that's that if you like, if you go by startup too. I mean, that's pretty close. Watson's yeah, was right probably there. going in the early second. Watson, I mean, uh. Robinson's yep. going late first, or the 101 yeah. is going late first, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, Kyle, who do you want here at the two? Well, it's funny that you mentioned Hendon Hooker. So, there's certain <laughs> positions I do a, a lot of research on, and actually, really, it's just running back. That's that's the one position I, I, I watch a lot of film for and, and uh, you know, add a lot of production metrics, and well, they want those RAS scores, too, but uh, it's probably the position that I pay the most attention to uh, before the draft. Oh, wait, for we court- should- before you say, we should kind of set what the settings are for this real quick. I, you see, I just assumed it was going to be super flex. Yeah, super flex. I, uh, team super flex. Um, we're going to do two two tight end premium. Yeah, two and, 2.0 tight end two, premium yeah. is t- like what I like. So, so yeah, it's kind of what all my leagues are now, too. So just yeah, so we're clear on that. It didn't make an effect yet, but maybe. Yeah. I, I doubt you're going to go tight end here, but. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm the most anti-tight end person ever. Uh, <laughs> although now we do have some athletic scores. And so maybe there's a, okay, at least we know who's who's who, at least in terms of athleticism. But yeah, um, the reason I was, I was, I'd mentioned head and hookers because I've, I've got this thing I do just to analyze quarterbacks production, uh, their career touchdowns minus their interceptions. And I also add their completion percentage and the rush yards per game over the course of their career. It just gives me a number. Uh, and I, and of the, I, I think I, I looked at the, the six guys that were mocked, at least on mock draft database to go in the first two or three rounds. Uh, and Hendon Hooker actually had the highest score out of all of them, but I don't, I don't, <laughs> Uh, he's clearly the QB five in this class. I think not just the injury, but uh, yeah, I don't think uh, he's as good as any of the other four, but, but of old. the, of the four that we expect to get first round capital, CJ Stroud had the highest score for me. Yeah. Young was pretty close, but um, it's see, I, I, my order right now of quarterbacks is mimicking or mocking. You could say what uh, yeah. not really, cause I'm not making fun of it, but uh, the uh, what, what a lot of mock drafts are doing though. It's, it seems like a ton is Stroud to the Panthers at one young to the Texans at two and Richardson to the Colts at four. And that yeah. would be my order of one, two, three. So I'll, I'll go CJ Stroud here. Yeah. All right. So Justin, what do you, uh, 
What do you want to do here at the three? And what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I think Superflex, you got to go quarterback here. I, you know, I think if you get four, I, I'm future casting Anthony Richardson to the Colts. I, I have more confidence that I'll get a couple of good years of fantasy out of him than the potential risk of the size and, you know, what, whatever that it, Bryce Young might maybe up against. And it's the Texans. So not a whole lot of confidence in, um, the, in that, uh, franchise. Sorry, Paul. I know you're a faithful listener, but, uh, I, I think I'm going to go Anthony Richardson here at three. Okay. My question is. <laughs> Uh, to Justin is if Jeff Saturday was still there, would, would this be the same answer? Like <laughs> no. the Colts or no. at the death trap? Jeff Saturday, <laughs> the best stat about Jeff Saturday is his only win is against the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep. And to me, as a Niners fan and the Raiders being across the bay for so many years, I freaking love that. Losing um, to Jeff Saturday, blowing, I think it was four or five 12 point lead or more leads. And then losing to Baker Mayfield, who didn't practice no, that was, with the team. That was, the, any oh, yeah. of those three things would yeah. be enough to like get fired, to, for, torpedo a coach. And yet what's, it happened to McDaniels all, all three in the same season. So what's crazy is he almost beat the Eagles. They had to win on like a last second play, like not last second, but end of the fourth quarter play. Wasn't there another like? Wasn't it like Colts? The Eagles barely beat. Oh yeah, and the That's Frank what... right revenge game, right? Like yeah. like uh, Sirianni won. Take like that one. That was weird that they barely won that, but you know, better team squeaks it out in the fourth quarter. You know, yep. to, yeah, in those key moments. So I'm here at the four spot, and you know, tight it is super flex. Um, I'm not the big. I'm, I'm worried about the Bryce Young size. A little bit but i mean at the four spot i, I kind of have to go with him i'm not going to go will levis here uh because i just don't see him being you know i can't put young behind him because even with young size he still is a really good quarterback um and they did just sign the tight the the left tackle to a, a contract or try to protect him in that aspect so hopefully that does well and if not you know we'll see but i'm going to go bryce young and I am not going Will Levis. Uh, <laughs> I, I know Superflex, and he's probably drafted in the first round, but I don't care. To me, he's – I guess he could be the Justin Herbert. I think it's more likely he's the Zach Wilson. Ooh. So uh, I I will let him – I will let one of you guys take him after me, um, which means it comes down to two players for me. Uh, one's a running back. One's a receiver. And I, I think I'm going to go with the running back. I'm going to go Jameer Gibbs at five. Uh, great pass catcher, pretty decent running back you know, in terms of actually running the ball too. He's not just a pass catcher. So uh, PPR points, I'll, I'll take Jameer Gibbs and, and be happy with it. Uh, I, like, I mean, I like Gibbs there at that five spot kind of deal. I mean, I, I could get, I can see people will probably do Levis there too, just because the quarterbacks, um, but I, I, I think this five and six, seven spot is going to be all mixed in between Levis, Gibbs, and JSN right there. All those three, you're going to be there. They might have a ADP of six, all three of them. Yeah. So that leaves Kyle to make the decision for me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, yeah, Yeah. it's either 
wide receiver one. I mean, I guess with the two tight end, you could go tight end one or take the not two tight end quarterback two, two, two PPR for tight end. Two, yeah, two, two PPR. Sorry, uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, I'm not going to take a tight end. Um, so yeah, <laughs> it does come down to Levis or or whoever I view as the wide receiver one. I guess tough to know. I think Addison, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnson, and Jackson Smith and Jigba are so close that whoever to me i think whoever's the best quarterback is going to end up being my wide receiver one who's and if i mean i mean they might all get not deficient quarterbacks and then it really is a tough one but if, if one of them can get one of a, a more elite level or, or really efficient quarterback like you know who who goes 12 to the texans and as good as we think bryce young is is kind of with a rookie right like that's not a great right. situation so it, trying to you know avoid those landfalls but then the landfall of levis is does he get the first round capital or not yeah. i think before the nfl draft i think how i would want to approach this is going the wide receivers because it seems like they're going to get the first round capital it's really just about landing spot with them right. so i think kind of banking on that um i'm gonna go jordan addison okay all right and i wonder if he'll be as good as braylon addison there's there's the cfl reference yeah <laughs> well I, I, I actually was, uh, I, I, so I really like Jordan Addison. I am in a Debbie league with Ruben and I traded, uh, Jalen Waddle for Jordan Addison in a first. And obviously it's a Debbie depleted first, but I'm like, Hey, Addison could be, um, you know, like that PPR magnet, you know, just get a lot of receptions, you know, kind of be like the Deontay Johnson plus, you know, in, in the, uh, in the NFL. So we'll see. I mean, I, I like, I like that pick. It surprised me and that leaves uh, me not to have to take Will Levis. So I am going to take Jackson Smith and Jigba at seven, because I think he also, again, these wide receivers, if they get first round capital, there's like, everybody talks about quarterback insulation in Superflex, right? Well, these wide receivers in the first round have had pretty good insulation as well. So, um, and they've also this year have skyrocketed in value. So, if they hit, they could, you know, really shoot up. So, so you guys, ASN, just leave me with a, with a. Uh, do I take the next wide receiver? I'm not taking Charbonnet here in the second round, running probably a second bound running back over a first round wide receiver. I'm not doing that stuff anymore i did that last year or the year before and not doing that again um or do i take the quarterback i think at eight um i can definitely see the quarterback at eight i mean if he it's worth the risk at eight like because if he does if he does anything i can sell him for a lot higher than a first round like an eighth eighth pick in the first round in the following year right I mean, just so I think it, I think I have to take. I can see why not taking the quarterback earlier too, but I think at eight I kind of have to, and then it saves Rocky from having to take him at nine because Rocky does not want him at all. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's helping our guest out here. Yes, I, I definitely I definitely would have taken him at nine if he was there though. At that but, point, you have to take a, the the quarterback value. I think. Yeah. Right. But which was what you did at eight. So I think there's a definite tear break after that, too. Even though I don't like Levis, I just think value wise, he's kind of in that next tier with some of these other guys. So I guess at this point, I will probably go Quentin Johnston, uh, big ride receiver out of TCU. Uh, he's just, again, Ruben and I were talking about this, how we're 
still kind of uh, listening to a lot of other people to get some of our rookie takes right now. And everyone seems to have Johnson, their top three or four. Uh, someone I still, like I said, need to watch, but uh, it seems like a solid pick here. I agree. I think I think after here, you really start to get a big, t- you know, tear break kind of down because, like, I'm getting to the point where I, I mean, do I really know these guys much? Have I even seen them? I, I do think I do think after the draft, this will extend out one or two more picks, though, because you're going to have a running back land in a good spot with high draft capital. It, right. it also seems like like a lot of mocks don't just have the top three receivers going to the first round. There'll be a couple yeah. other guys fall into the late first round and that'll push them up to the, this kind yeah. of range, like a, like a, a Jahan Dotson, right? Like yeah. just mm-hmm. like he wasn't what we expected to be a, a first round rookie pick in, 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 in dynasty drafts. And I mean, there was times where you'd fall to the second, but he was pushed into the first round in some drafts yeah. because he was in the first round of the and, NFL and, draft. And- so, and do you have a, a fifth quarterback that goes at 30, 30, 29, 30, 31, so they get that fifth-year option, you know, like a Hinton Hooker? Does somebody come up and trade up for for that or something like that? I mean, and does that person then fall in because of draft capital? Does he get go in the late first here in one of these last two or three spots? I mean, well, I, I actually want to ask the Eagles fan because that seems like the team that would do it, right? Like the, the team up with the second first round pick would be the one that's willing to trade back down. Like you think the Eagles entertain that if someone wants to come up for that 29th pick? I think they would. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think any, I don't think Hooker or anyone else is good enough to go even in the late first round. Uh, I mean, I, I we did have Shane Helm on Junkies recently as uh, as a, Justin mentioned, uh, I forget if that was before the show or at the beginning of the show, but um, that, and he mentioned he does think Hooker will be a top 50 pick, but I don't think he'll be a top 30 pick. So yeah. I, I definitely think they would. That's actually, if, if you remember, that's where uh, Lamar Jackson went, was in the Eagles Super Bowl after the Super Bowl draft pick. Was yep. Lamar Jackson, they traded, Ravens traded up for it and now look yep. at them. So I think they would do that if it was there because I, I, I don't think. Maybe that between 30 and 45, 50, it's not going to make that big of a difference, I think, to them. But uh, I just don't see it happening. I don't think there's anybody that anyone's going to want to jump up and get. Maybe the Ravens trade back up into there again and take it, take your hooker and, and uh, <laughs> see if they Lamar. can repeat the magic. <laughs> repeat the magic, yeah. Well, the guys know when just, uh, I'm picturing Simba being raised by Rafi yeah. right now. The circle of life, man. The circle of life. Uh, I just do want to, I do want to circle back though to Rocky's pick uh, and Quentin Johnston and just like the big body, the 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 size speed combination, uh, the production certainly this last season. If he played at either Jordan Addison or Jackson Smith at Jigba School, if he was, you know, USC or Ohio State instead of TCU, is he the wide receiver one in this class? Oh yeah. So or any SEC school. It just it's <laughs> good reason. It's Texas Christian University, and A, they haven't you know had a lot of good yeah. wide receivers and B for a multitude of other reasons. <laughs> look, look, look at my tweets on the NHL recently, and you'll, you'll know what. what? Anyway, uh, th- those rants yeah. aside, um, I guess I'm up. Yes, you are. Well, uh, so I mentioned running back is the one position that I, I feel like I've got the best grasp on. And uh, Jameer Gibbs is not my RB2 in the class. In fact, Ooh. my tape grades, which I went I 28 deep, uh, Gibbs actually finishes my RB11. Oh, wow. Wow. I have wow. Spicy. His, his footwork. Uh, kind of bothers me tank bigsby does this too a lot um so there's two components i look at with footwork a it's 
do you churn your feet through contact? And Gibbs does that well enough. Um, I think, especially for his size, he he can surprisingly gain more yards after contact than what you'd expect for a what is he was he listed at one ninety eight I think at the the combine for a guy of that weight. I find his contact balance is actually better than expected. And I think part of that is the the footwork technique. But the part that really bugs me is the movement efficiency. Guys that can change direction and cut in one step, and he takes a lot of steps before he gets going, and it's it's almost patient to a fault, but when he needs to change direction, it does take him two, three steps to be able to do it. Hmm. Like Bijan one step, he's gone different direction. Like it's, it's the mastered that technique. Uh, Who did I have as a really good footwork Uh, chase Brown? Like that's a guy that he's, he's got that aspect of the technique good and helps it with his speed. So I've got concerns with Gibbs in that regard. Um, And Charbonnet wasn't the, the greatest footwork score either, but uh, he did have a higher overall score than Gibbs. And uh, other than, so a few of the other things I plug in other than my own tape grades, uh, scrimmage yards per season. And yeah, Gibbs did uh, edge out Charbonnet in that regard. Um, but then the the relative athletic scores came in and Charbonnet had one of the higher ones among this running back class. I think of the guys that I was evaluating, I think he had the third highest, again, or fourth highest. We don't have all the scores yet. They're, they're, still, they're still a little delayed, but uh, Bijan, Chase Brown, and there was one other name I thought. Um, anyway, that, there might've been one other guy that was actually higher than Charbonnet. So I think he's got the, the athletics. I like the tape a little more. And so Charbonnet is actually my RB two right now in my rookie ranking. So, RB two yep. in the 10 spot. Kyle, I'm curious <clears throat> with the, the whole Gibbs thing. Cause that, that, that was shocking here. You say RB 11. Uh, how, how much does that, like how much does draft capital, will that affect that? Like, if Gibbs is taken by the Eagles at like 30 is it like how much will that affect where you slot oh, sure. him in? Well, well, like even like, like right now he's my RB five in my rankings. So like even the 11, like I'm not just going to base it off my eye test in, in the film grade. Like obviously his production, he's one of the better producers on, among this class. So already there's different signals, but yeah, draft capital is probably the most important signal. And I know some people in their ranks will do the projected draft capital. I kind of don't just because we've seen what that can do with the Malik Willis. So I, I don't incorporate <laughs> draft capital until we actually see the draft happen. And maybe that's you know, short-sighted you know, looking at one year, but I don't know. I've always found out I'll wait for the draft to tell me that. Um, so like I'll, I will take big swings on players pre-draft because of that, uh, which is funny because I didn't draft Will Levis. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but that early in a rookie draft, I'd also like to take be more safe. Now we get to this 110 mark. We are like I think J- Justin referenced it. Like it seems like it's a tear break almost. So this is this is already the spot where if I think it's the best player available, I'll take it regardless of what anyone says. I know I did one rookie draft before the NFL draft last year, and Rashad White at 201 because I, I had him as the RB three before the the draft. Um, and so like that was the guy I was taking. Like I I didn't want to hear anything about. I guess James Cook really wasn't being considered there that early, but <laughs> yeah. any of the other guys that like like a Spiller or. or Kyron Williams and I probably would have taken Rashad White after Spiller, honestly. So I feel like Charbonnet is kind of like how I kind of viewed Rashad White, although it's a, it's a few picks earlier than the, than the two hundred one. But I'm taking that kind of same swing, and it, and it paid off with Rashad White because he turned out yeah. to be a lot better than again an Isaiah Spiller, for instance. Uh, yeah. yeah, I liked Spiller so much pre-draft. <laughs> I I he was I think he was like my RB six or seven before the draft. So I I didn't I didn't love him like other people did as like like Brees Hall, Ken Walker. Like I, I had, right. it's funny. I had three guys in that top tier. Keontae Ingram was the other one. That was maybe. I loved Keontae Ingram too. 
Uh, he's <laughs> I, funny. I, I went back over the last four years and how impressive Bijan is over the last four years uh, that I've been doing this exact way of film watching with, with this scoring. Bijan's the second highest score I've ever had. And I think Keontae Ingram is like fourth. Jeez. Yeah. So, the, I, like, and if you look at all the other guys, there's, there's no real, there's no real misses other than Ingram. So I, apparently I saw something on Ingram's take that I love, but yeah, first was uh, Ken Walker, actually, who is my current dynasty RB one. If you go to mm-hmm. check out my rankings, either on full press coverage or going for two. So yeah, just nice. plug, plug. I just wanted yeah. to throw the plug in there in the middle of the show after there's a Charbonnet pick, but uh, yeah, but. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And I mean, I, so I, I will be honest, I've kind of uh, watched some, uh, you know, I don't dive into film, but I've watched some of the uh, highlights and just listened to people that I respect in the industry. And, you know, I had a 107 pick in a draft and I'm like, yeah, it's either Charbonnet or, you know, like, because I think he, I think he will end up being the RB3 in the class. I think he'll get it because he's got. He's the only other one. Well, not the only other one. He's the likely one to lead, land in a lead back role where he might even get not necessarily workhorse, but workhorse light. Yeah, I workload. think he's kind of settling in there now already. Like in yeah. terms of consensus, I think Charbonnet is a lot of people's three. Yep. So All right. Your so yes, this is this is a tough spot. Um, this is kind of like pick your favorite uh because of the 2.0 ppr uh, i mentioned that you know it was disappointing um that uh kincaid i think it was i think it was kincaid yeah no not, it is i don't have it our, I yeah guess, yeah i i really wanted him to because i think he's gonna get round one draft capital and i wanted to get that trifecta with the, the 40 time, the RAS score, which is kind of double counting in the uh, draft capital, but I'm going to go Dalton Kincaid at 11. Okay. So fine. Knowing the scoring settings, it makes, I think this makes sense with like the range to take tight ends. Yeah. So now we get to me at a spot where I'm like, mm, really? Um, who are these people um, so far? <laughs> Um, I'm getting there too, Ribbon. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, I've heard the names, but you know, is it kind of deal? So, I think with the tight end premium kind of deal here, um, I, I think I'm gonna go Michael Mayer here, um, just because the tight end premium, I, I'm not sold on Keyshawn Boutte, I think he's got some issues. Um, Josh Downs is small, if I, if I remember. And Divine Chain is just fast. And so is Hyatt. Those are the next kind of ones beyond ADP that people have done already. And I, again, I don't do rookie uh, rankings, really. I will probably put something together for me from when I'm doing my drafts here soon. But I'll try right around the draft time, kind of do that, take the capital and just look at, steal a bunch of people's stuff and kind of mesh it. Um it's work smarter, not harder, right? So if Kyle's going to do a bunch of stuff, why am I going to do it? I'm just going <laughs> to use what he does and, and such. Uh, no, it's just just not me, my thing. I, I love talking about it, but I'll go read and stuff like that. So I think I'm going to go. I'm going to go Michael Mayer here with the with these tight end settings too. So yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, Killing me, Ruben. That's who I was going to take at 201. Uh, so I, I Funny, don't. That's who I was going to take at 202. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like it was the right pick, Ruben. Good job. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. 
I don't generally like taking tight ends in the first round. Uh, so 201 seemed like the perfect spot. And then you guys took two tight ends. So um, <laughs> I am going to not take a tight end. And I think I'm going – once you get to the second round, a lot is pending draft capital. But right. uh, but I think this guy is going to be a day two pick. And uh, he is small, but he is fast, as, as Ruben alluded to. I'm going to go Devin A. Chain. Uh, and I was just pulling up his stats just to confirm it. And Zach uh, Reed, a very smart uh, rookie evaluator, uh, always mentions the 25-catch threshold. And he did have a 24-catch season and a 36-catch season in college. So seems yeah. like he could have some pass-catching chops. Uh, he's probably not going to ever be, uh, you know, he's never going to be probably a three down back at his size, but uh, could could have certainly some value uh, in PPR leagues. And uh, I'll go with Devin A-Chain. Sounds good. I've heard Before of Before the combine, Devin A-Chain was my RB2. I think he was Ooh. third in my tape evaluation. So I, as much as he's small, I do like the way he runs. Uh, I think especially, I think he had the highest fluidity score. And I, I kind of view that in two different ways. It's funny how we're kind of running through each. I might be able to run through each of my processes, but like <laughs> body fluidity, a lot of it is, you know, how can they make guys miss? You know, how are they contorting to avoid contact, but also pad level? Are they getting lower and being able to help, you know, be the low man, fight through contact? And I think he does both things really well. Again, being smaller, it helps with that, like the, the pad, the, you know, being lower on the pad level. Um, but yeah, he would had the, you'd, number one score in that regard uh, in the class and I th- the third highest score overall from film and uh yeah i just uh loved you can look at the the production like uh, uh rocky mentioned uh the the receptions but uh his he averaged 977 scrimmage yards per season so what you know and you know, th- you know 24 36 catches it's not like it's all coming from reception so still productive player uh but the one thing was that Relative to the other guys I have in my top six running back, I guess one guy hasn't scored yet, I think due to injuries and, and things like that. So we may not even get a relative athletic score for him. But uh, A-Chain had the worst RAS score of the top six. Even like Gibbs wasn't a great score. I think he was below eight. But uh, A-Chain, I believe, was below seven. So mm-hmm. we're getting to the, uh, I don't know, not, not so great play. So I dropped A-Chain a little bit. But, but before the combine, Rocky, I, I would have loved that pick for sure. <laughs> I think, and maybe maybe that's me overreacting to the combine. Maybe this pick is me overreacting to the combine in the settings. I'll take Darnell Washington. Nice. It, uh, I like it. He, he might be the tight end one of the class. I yeah. mean, I get, and I'll take the I just swing. pulled up the mock draft database to see where the consists is mocked, and he's being mocked at the 27, 26 spot to the, the Cowboys. Um, so. I would love for the like I think the Bengals is the perfect landing spot for a tight end. I think at the end of the first, there's enough guys. I think the Bengals will take one. That'd be the the ideal uh, landing spot. If, so if, if you could if you could end up there, that'd be fantastic. And I think so. I'm willing. Knowing we have the, I think for tight ends. Uh, wait, who was saying this? Was it you, Rocky, or was it Justin? I what? can't remember. But the the importance of the combine scores for the tight ends. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mentioned that earlier. Yeah, yeah. The RAS score is so important for the elite tight end. You know, Scott Connor talks a lot about that. And his stuff, so, and, and, but others do too. But yeah, yeah, we all, I think we all <laughs> athletic freak. Uh, but anyway, all to say, I'm 
before the combine, I wouldn't be taking the swing, but after the combine, I'll be willing to take the swings on the tight ends, not knowing the draft capital. Cause I do think it might be the least important of the four positions. Draft capital might be the least important for tight ends. Oh, to a certain sure. extent, you could argue running backs as well, just because of how much later they're going. But yep. uh, so maybe that's why I'm willing to take swings kind of on those positions. Yeah. Right. I think it's a good, good, good swing there. I mean, he's athletic. He's, I mean, if he ends up in the first round with the, like the Bengals or even the Cowboys too. Right. I mean, he, he could be, he could be something for sure. So it is to you, my friend, Justin. Yeah. So, I mean, here it was uh, kind of a, a choice between, two receivers I kind of like here and I'm going to go with Zay Flowers. Um, he so really, he really showed out um, at uh, the combine ran a like four, four, two. And uh, what was impressive also, he added like 13 pounds of muscle and just, uh, you know, that's not impressive. I've added more than 13 pounds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a muscle. That is the key part. Uh, but yes, no, I, I think, and, and I've seen, you know, a lot of, uh, what was it Shane was showing us his uh, draft that is happening like in real life before, you know, the draft it was going on this past week and Zay flowers went at the 11 spot. And so, I mean, I think he's gaining some steam. I think he's going to get some draft capital and he's, he's just got that dog in him. Got that dog in him. <laughs> well, 50, it was over 50 minutes before that was brought up as a, so we're good. We're in the second round now. That's what you, you can't yes. say in the first round, but you can say it in the second round. Right. Yes. Yep. So yeah, now I'm, you know, because he, because Justin went that route and that's who I was looking. I'm over here looking at Mac, Mark Jack to see who's kind of like still there. Um, you know, I actually, I'm, I'm like on pick like 54 here and I haven't seen Keyshawn Butte yet at where I'm, I'm, I'm missing something. Yeah, he's at 63. Yeah. Keyshawn Boutte is my wide receiver 16. Yeah. 16. Rookie. Yeah. Man, I hope people And I don't really know wide receivers him. that well. So like I don't I've done detailed into the running backs. I'm this is mostly looking at production and numbers and things like that, but like his uh what, what, there's one stat that is really low. His uh receiving yards per team pass attempt, his best season so far is 1.75. And that was his freshman year, probably, right? Yeah, it, like compare that to Jackson Smith and Jigba at three point two six, and uh, you know it's it's almost double. Uh, and you know some of the other things. I know the combine he did pretty poorly, so yeah, I'm I'm all out on on the boot. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good thing we have Kyle here to say all this smart stuff about all the stats <laughs> and everything that. about the rookies. Yeah, I just I just talk <laughs> about dogs being them in them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did have the thirteen pounds of muscle added though. I'll be, yeah, that's a stat. Some, it's a number. Some. Yeah, <laughs> it is a number. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go wide receiver here. That's got some. Um, top 40 of the mock draft database. I know I'm just kind of using that because it's there. Cedric Tillman, I have no idea anything about him other than he's from Tennessee. And according to sleeper status, he's um, he's big. 6'3", <laughs> Sounds good to me. I mean, I'll take it. I mean, I tend to, uh, once it gets into these second round guys, I just start taking shots of certain of guys. And... Um, just go that route, kind of just take some shots, take a couple shots of it. 
everybody. Tillman's my wide receiver five. And don't worry about using mock draft database, Ruben. For full press coverage, I did a full first round mock article, mm. and I was mostly just using mock draft database. <laughs> so. <laughs> I think it's a pretty good resource. Yeah, I mean, oh, it is. I mean, stuff, they're, it's, it's, I mean, it's again, why reinvent the wheel? They're they're going through the 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 trouble of amalgamating all these mock drafts together. Yep. You know, rather than look at all those individual sites, you get literally them all together as well. Yeah. So I think we're at the point where Rocky doesn't even know who these people are. Um, I know who some of them are. I just don't know how good they are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, neither do we. So we're I don't good. think we know how how good any of these players are. I mean, we know this like how good true. one guy is, and that's so, about it. Yeah. I'm I generally in the second more like to try and go uh running back or tight end at this point, but I'm actually gonna go with another receiver here just because I I know the name and I know we had some uh hype at least a year ago or so. I, I don't know and I looked up his production while while I was waiting for you guys to pick, and he's got two ninety catch seasons, two thousand plus yard seasons, uh North Carolina. I'm gonna go Josh Downs here. My wide receiver four. So many <laughs> fall, but uh, the just like talk with the production. I'll throw that apparently smart stat out. The receiving yards <laughs> per team pass attempt. I mentioned Jackson Smith the Jigba three point two six. I think I believe that was his uh, his sophomore season. Uh, Downs last year at three point five three, which is I believe the highest season of anyone in, in this class. So. And they were yeah. worried about you know Sam Howell leaving. What would happen, right? And then Drake May showed up and. Lit the world on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of good happened. Yeah. Lots of good happened. So now we're back to Kyle. We're gonna, I mean, we're going to go through three rounds. We're halfway through the second round here. So the third round, we'll kind of just uh, do a little quicker because we're, yeah. Well, sorry. I'll, I'll be, this will be my maybe last long-winded one. Now. No, no. I love No, don't take that as a. As this is, a, this is beneficial a, to our listeners. So yes. No, you. don't take right. it as that. I just, we get to the third round. We know that's why we, we didn't even do. It says four on there, but we're only going to do three because you get to the fourth. It's just like, I don't know, shoot me, basically, because it's just like in this. Until plus, me and, plus, me and Ruben are just going to be making up names, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I might create some players. You're going to see me draft myself, like Madden style or something. I'll draft Braylon Addison to go along with Jordan Addison. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a rookie. It's all right. I think he's already, well, I guess he didn't. He, he was on a Vikings training camp for one season uh but anyway um the, the cfl rants aside uh so i'm gonna go running back again and just to so my uh film scores i talked about the overall grades i already talked about two of the components i uh, evaluate footwork and body fluidity contact balance and burst are the other two uh Bijan, actually Bijan's footwork he finished 11th in the class uh but he made up for it by being top three in the other three categories like his overall score is a 273 the second highest is 259 and then it's another bit of a gap and then there's a i think there's about a i think 12 players in a, a 10 point stretch so those top two were kind of a bit separated from everyone else and uh my rb2 uh just in film grades had sort of a similar thing where the the, the i think at the burst score he was outside the top 10 but then he was top five in the other three categories so almost as a almost as extreme as Bijan, not quite, uh, but Kendra Miller, who I, I'm even right now still debating keeping as the RB2. I think the one biggest concern with him is I, I believe he suffered an injury late in the, the season. I think it wasn't even in the college football playoffs. So I think that's why, A, he wasn't at the combine and didn't run any uh, – uh, or if, if he was at the combine, it was just meetings only, didn't actually run anything. And why even if I, I think if TCU is a pro day – 
he may not even run at that or if, if he has it, it hasn't happened yet. But um, I think that's that's one of the, my highest ranked running backs. I still don't have a, an RAS score on, but for as for now, uh, I I think he he and Charbonnet both do this really well. Of they they can they'll be like three down backs in terms of they could handle a big workload. You'll be able to use them as a goal line guys. So there's touchdown upside, but you know, tons of carry and volume to increase floor. So that's why I, I like both Charbonnet and both Miller. And it seems like Charbonnet is a guy that you're going to have to take in the first round. This may be a reach on Miller, but again, like I'll, I'll take the swings on the running backs because I'm so comfortable with the position. And I, I, I have a really strong liking to Kendra Miller again, border, you know, RB three right now for me. Um, and again, like to, to Rocky's question earlier, if Gibbs is the the other running back going in the first round, it's him and Bijan. It's going to be tough to not have him as the RB two in, in those those final rankings. But for now, I'll be I'll be I don't know. For now, I like Charbonnet and Miller significantly more than Gibbs enough to the point where I will I'll take them and I'll rank them that way. And it's another thing I want to say earlier about that, that 104, 105, I've made two trades already where I've traded out of that spot. One was to trade up to the 101 to get Bijan. Another one was just to trade out entirely uh, with Shane Manila, actually in, in, in dynasty trades HQ two. Uh, that was a 14 team super flex. And I gave up the 105 to get Devonte Smith in the 209. Okay. I like that. And it's just to uh, avoid having to take Levis, having to take Gibbs or having to take the wide receiver one. Can, can I, if I've, if, and if I'm forced to take the wide receiver one, just give me Devonte Smith. That's the way I was thinking about it. So Shane offered it to me uh, with the three, it was a third instead of the two Oh nine. And I counted for that. And you know, Shane, he's, he's pretty good. He'll get yeah. the pair off. If, if you, Shane. if you are willing to counter and work with him, you eventually get a deal done. That is yeah, the way Shane sure. works. So, well, and sure. I felt it was a fair deal off oh, the yeah. bat. And, well, and, and a... so as a result, my counter was, I think it might've been the three Oh three. It could give me the two Oh nine. Like, let me move up six seven spots instead as a result of that and i think that's yeah. close enough counter there. fair enough he, he he needed the quarterback so you, you know he's taking levis there i think yeah. he's already talked i pretty sure he talked about the last uh trades hq episode so yeah so now we're back to you justin with, yeah um, hopefully so, you know these people yeah no well i i am going i i must be in love with this tight end class because Jeez. uh i'm taking luke musgrave because he uh, has a RAS score of nine point seven five. He is probably, um, you know, one of one of the most uh, productive and athletic tight ends. Um, and uh, you know, I think he's going to be a wild card, right? This could be an absolute zero, or he could end up being the best tight end in the class. Uh, but if he gets good, if he gets second round draft capital third round draft capital like i you know i think he's gonna be a solid uh solid fantasy contributor because boy uh so I'm, I'm looking here he uh he ran the 40 yard dash in 461 um his uh size he is six six almost six five seven so uh, almost yeah, six six um... 253 so that, that is a big boy and, uh, you know, not, boy. not quite, uh, the athletic specimen of, uh, Darnell Washington who went earlier this round, but I'm going to take my shots in a 2.0 tight end premium to try and hit on one of these guys. So now you've left me with, God, I don't know what to do here. You got Butte here, Hyatt here, Zach Evans kind of deal. Uh, 
I'm probably going to go the running back, I think. I don't know. Butte just worries me. Just, yeah. I don't know. He he quit the team, but he didn't quit the team. And then he came back. He just, ah, ah. like, it just seems like drama is coming with him. And I don't need drama. Um, I don't know much about Zach Evans other than he's like ranked higher than Tank Bigsby um, here on Sleeper. So um, I also gonna... have Zach Evans ranked higher than Tank, Tank Bigsby. Well, there, so... see, we're, 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 do- we're doing something right, maybe. Much better footwork. <laughs> um, we'll go with that kind of deal. I, I de- this this just shows me, and it may be probably Rocky too, that we really need to start looking at this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Or we're, or if you're in leagues with us, you're going to be in really good luck. Towards- <laughs> <laughs> or just trade away all your rookie picks. Like, okay. That's yeah. going to be the next thing. It's going to be well, after one oh eight. Yeah, I'll go. My, my plan is by my actual drafts to, to have seen a lot more of these guys. So hopefully, hopefully I'll them a little before better. the NFL draft. Yeah. <laughs> so we're back to Rocky. And because I am not super up on all these guys, I'm going to go with a guy whose name I know and I know was a bit of a Debbie darling and it sounded like you were down on him just a little bit uh, a second ago, but I can't help taking a running back named Tank. So I'm going to go with Tank Bigsby. <laughs> I don't blame you, man. Hopefully he turns out to be a Tank. Just mall people. I like it. And the he production actually, metrics are there. Honestly. I was just like going to say, he actually, again, by I'm pulling up stats as I'm looking at guys to pick, and uh, <laughs> he did actually catch 30 balls last year, which surprised me because from what I've heard, he's not a great pass catcher, but but 30, 30 receptions last year, so maybe you can do it a little bit. I don't know. I'll have to look at him. His, his scrimmage yards per season was two yards more than Jameer Gibbs. Now, now he, is, he is not one of the people that is higher in the film grades <laughs> than Jameer Gibbs. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, but and he again, did do that in the SEC. Guys. Some yeah. people love him, like Peter Howard uh, has him, I believe, as a top five running back in this class. So some people do absolutely love him. And like you said, it was a tough conference to be in. Um, all right, Kyle. So it, there's going back to the mock draft database, and I actually have him as my wide receiver eight. So I'm not like there's still another receiver I have ranked higher. So it'd be considered this a reach, but one guy that looks like he's you know, in line to get first round capital or early round two capital at this point is Jalen Hyatt. So I think at this point, a receiver taken in the top 40, what it looks like, or at least the top 50 anyway of the NFL draft. I, I don't think we can keep ignoring that, but this much longer. So I think I I'm comfortable taking him here, even though I get, I looking at my wide receiver rankings. It's a reach, but. Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's you could spots. get first round capital. And if you're getting a wide receiver, first round capital, the two ten. It's you got to kind of take him at that point. In and hindsight, that, I probably should have taken him over Miller. Like if I'm really <laughs> thinking about it, but and on I that junkies episode where we had Shane Helm on, he said he has him as his, as his wide receiver four. Jay oh Lyle. wow! Okay, so, yeah. So I know a lot of people are down on him, and he's just kind of a speed guy to a lot of people. Yeah, they they, they think he's like the him. one one trick pony. Like yeah. he's been compared to like Will Fuller type. Um, you know, oh, he gets speed. hurt a lot. No, not not <laughs> just just from a route speed perspective. Uh, but no, I I don't mind that pick at all. I uh, I'm gonna just continue to double down on these premiums, and I'm going Hendon Hooker here. Ooh. I figure end of the second round. I if I if I have this pick in 
he sits a year and I hit on him, I am thrilled, right? Yeah. To turn a second yeah. round, late second a late pick. Late second and, into a first. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, you know, much like I'll echo what Kyle mentioned in his quarterback score. I mean, I I listened to uh, John Lobb a lot. He, he was on uh, Dynasty Hot Sauce as a guest, but he also does the rookie breakdowns. And Hendon Hooker was his top score. Um, well, he hit all five. John has five categories he looks at and they are thresholds and, you know, quarterbacks hitting all five generally do pretty well. And Hennon Hooker hit all five of his thresholds. So I, uh, hopefully, hopefully that's a, a steal, right? Yeah. I mean, even, and even if it's not a steal quote unquote, like it's, this is the range. I feel like, sorry to mention Malik Willis again on the podcast, but like, this is around the range where Willis and Ritter were going a lot of tr- times last year. Well, right. like post yep. rookie draft, post draft, yeah, yep. yep. So if you that. get that, like, yeah. day, you know, day two quarterback, like it back end of the second seems to be kind of be that going rate for that. Yeah, yep. So uh, again, I'm going, like, I'm going back to mock da- mock draft database, and then I know in, uh, Shane was in a, a rookie draft already, and this guy went in the first round, um, at the end of the first round in that one. So another wide receiver here. So I'm going to go with uh, Marvin Mims here. Um, and I'll, I'll take it. I mean, if he's going truly is going in the first round of some drafts, I don't know what the settings were for sure, but um, and I can get him at the end of the second score. It's so. actually who I was just looking up, Shane. Uh, Shane Ruben, uh, as I was uh trying to uh figure out someone to draft here. Um, I was afraid you were gonna take my wide receiver six, the guy I, I took, you know reached high it over so ah. i'm glad it was i like mims but it, uh i like another guy better well, now we'll have to wait and see here yeah so i'm up unless rocky now, right? takes him on me right now no i'm not i'm not, i don't think I'm, i don't think i'm taking a wide receiver i think i'm gonna go with and i don't really have any great reasoning other than i know the name and i feel like he was rated higher earlier in the process uh i'm gonna go with sean tucker out of syracuse running back at 301 all right, so that that wide receiver six of mine is Jaden Reed. Jaden Reed, yes. I don't know what school he went to because I forgot to write the school names down on my. Uh, I haven't been the running back. Okay, so that name I don't yeah, even. Know. Michigan. He went to Michigan. <laughs> Michigan State. Okay. Okay, I guess I got to type his name in. Really? No. Yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, he's okay. two thousand. Yeah, man. Oh, oof. oh, maybe I'm reaching here. Oh no, are we gonna get the oh no thing no, on that we, no, we didn't get the oh no? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. That is it's, great. it's funny because I, I was considering another player there that I figured would definitely be the like you'd have to look it up maybe or, or it'd be mm-hmm. really low ranked. Reed wasn't the one I was expecting to have to do that <laughs> for. All right, Justin. Where so you I, I'm I'm convinced that I'm just here to talk about tight ends this episode. Apparently. Um so I so I I just uh, um, like I, I was going over uh, Shane Hallam's uh, mock draft, seven round mock draft that he had done. Um, his most recent one, I think it's his 10th iteration, um, had Sam Laporta going in the second round to the Bengals. As Kyle mentioned, a great landing spot for if they don't take a first round yeah. tight end and Sam Laporta is the land, the guy that lands there in the second round. I'm thrilled with that. So I'm going Sam Laporta. 
Rocky, we're not even going for guys that are like in the numbers 1,992. <laughs> like, like, what do we know then? Like, Welcome to the, the third league. round of a rookie draft. Yes. Yeah. Hey, and, and Sam Laporta is tight end out of Iowa, tight end university. Ooh. So, yeah, yeah I guess. <laughs> uh, all right. So, this is my turn here. And uh, again, I don't know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> This is really bodes well for our listeners if they try to take any advice from me. Um, like, this is the third round. I think I'm going to do Keyshawn Butte here just be, from a name um, perspective. If because if he yeah. does like come out and kind of have a good uh, couple of games, he might be able to. What the heck? No, we did that wrong. Um, and so he might be able to have a good uh, – I can get some value on him. Maybe I can get some yeah. kind of deal. Just name cliche. I'm not really – apparently I do like wide receivers. But, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. Third time you snipe me, Ruben. Uh, <laughs> it's a good thing we're not in very many leagues together. I know. <laughs> um, okay, I am going to keep taking running back shots, I think. Because uh, that's generally what I like to do as it gets later, rather than going for long shot wide receivers. Uh, at least the most, I mean, all these guys are long shots, but at least with the running back, maybe he ends up as a backup somewhere and somebody gets hurt and you get three games out of him or something like yep. that. So uh, I am going to go be mainly because Kyle mentioned him earlier, I think. And I heard Kane mention him recently uh, on, on the Debbie marketplace as a guy he liked. I'm oh, going with okay. uh, Chase Brown out of Illinois running back. That's I was headed towards that when you said Kyle mentioned them earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I, mentioned, I was like, okay, good because there there is my RB four in my rankings currently that is still left. I was like, I don't think I mentioned him, so I think that's safe. But yeah, Browns Browns up there. I think I've got him right now at RB eight, and there's actually a guy at RB seven that still doesn't have an RAS score. And Brown again nine point seven five, like barely behind Bijan, like incredible mm-hmm. athlete, and he's Canadian. So yeah, uh, that, that's got to give him a little extra boop bump. Yeah, for sure. I, I might so even yeah move you- him up. Heck, I might just move my head of a chain just because it just because <laughs> and he's right there behind Gibbs. Um, so where are you going here, Kyle? I'm gonna go with my RB4 actually, and it's funny because okay, production wise, not so much, but I think in almost every other way, I think this is he is what people want Gibbs to be. Much better footwork though. Uh, I and if you look at uh, yeah, so again, production not the case. Again, Gibbs was over a thousand yards. Uh, per season uh scrimmage yards per season average uh evan hall wasn't quite that 817 but also he you know uh justin mentioned this the 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 catch threshold and his single season best for receptions in a year was 55 and uh you know i guess like you don't see like no one else in this class has that that high i uh gibbs is up there for had a 44 catch season seems like those alabama backs are just catching tons of passes but like (laughs) Sammy Hager and Evan Hall. That's that's the only ones going 55. Um, so you're saying Evan Hall? Yeah, Evan Hall. My current RB4 who I, I kind of... It's H-U-L-L. Hull. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There like the is. city in cool. Quebec. Jack. Um, no. <laughs> the one thing I'll say, though, because unlike A-Chain, and I think he's, maybe the, the comparison to A-Chain is better. Uh, A-Chain's RAS score, again, I, I said it was under 7 Evan Hall at a 9.22, like up there, for, if, even though he's a, a smaller guy and, you know, smaller pass catcher, uh, usually like the height will kind of imp- 
Pat impede your, your uh, RAS score a little bit, but he was so impressive with everything that even if he's a slightly smaller, he still had the a better RAS score than Gibbs and a chain. So that's why I kind of, I have all three of those like back to back to back at RB four, five, six in my rookie rankings. I just view Hull as the best version of, of those three. So cool. in my mind, this is kind of a steal. I, I like this is this would be the, the shot I left last year. This would have been me taking Keonta Ingram in, in the early third round before rookie drafts, before yeah. we knew he went in the seventh round or sixth round of NFL drafts. Yes. All right, Justin, second to last pick for you. Yeah. Tajay Spears running back oh, out of Tulane. Not a tight end. What a shot. Yes. I am going with the running back. He's right there at the top. I didn't pick someone in the thousands or whatever, but uh, no, he had a. Um, 8.76 uh, Raz score, uh, very athletic, um, and uh, but but has size uh, at you know five you know five ten two hundred that he can carry a workload as well. So, yeah. all right, I'm up, and I'm gonna go with um, Israel Abakanda. I've heard that's probably butchered that, but he's not here to. No, you actually did it very well. And uh, I'm going with him because I've heard his name before as a running back. And now it's time to just take running back. So, yeah. Did I snipe you, Rocky? You did, actually. I was going to say, I'm taking a Bonaconda just because it's fun to say a Bonaconda. But yeah, uh, <laughs> we still got to say it. Yeah. I did. Yes. Twice. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so far, I mean, this episode's not over yet. Even yeah. <laughs> 15 in. Uh, at the end of the episode, when we all said goodbyes, I'll just slip it in a bonnet conda somewhere. By the way, did you guys know there's a, another tank in the chat? Apparently, tank. Yeah, tank Dell. Tank Dell. I did not. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, names. Sleeper. Uh, but this uh, is Nathaniel Dell. Yeah. I, I wanted to try and take another running back, but then again, you guys. Uh, did, I was, those are the two that I was looking at. Actually, was Spears and Abanaconda. So I got another one in there. Um, but <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go receiver just because I've heard some good things about him. And again, I don't know a lot about him myself, but I've he's, uh, I've heard from different people some good good you know like Zach and Kane and people like that good stuff about him. He's wide receiver eight in DLF's rankings. I'm gonna go Rushy Rice. He's ten in my rankings. Like this is. It's, I think, like, what, have there been 10 receivers taken? Um, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Oh, that would 11. be wide receiver Butte. 11. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so outside of Butte, Perfect. those are my top 10. So as much as, I mean, I don't really know, even know if I know what I'm talking about either, though. So maybe I'm wrong, <laughs> too. But if uh, I mean, you did pick like, a guy that was, like, in the 2000th ranking here, so. Several yeah. times, too. Questionable at it might happen here again. Although I think okay. this this actually, I feel like this there's less chance that would happen this time. I'm gonna go with another running back. It's it's sad that Rocky didn't go running back. Would have been I think six or seven straight uh, RB picks. <laughs> there's still a couple guys left in my top ten right now. Um, so really could pick between any of the three of them right now. I'm going again. This is the guy I have right ahead of Chase Brown, but with no relative athletic score. If we get that, it I would assume it's probably not gonna be as high as Brown. I could see him moving down. Um, but right now, I've got Eric Gray as the RB7. Oh, yeah, good. Didn't have to search for that one. No, I saw him <laughs> earlier. He was down there just a little bit. All right, Justin. I can't leave here without taking another tight end. Oh, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> Tucker Craft, South Dakota State. 
Braz score of 9.44. Another 6'5", 250 monster. So, what, three rounds? That means we each had six, what, uh, six picks? Nine picks? Nine. So Twelve times. Nine, three, nine, three, nine, nine, nine picks. Four, nine picks. Yeah. What did, what did, what did uh, Justin uh, One, take, two, like, six tight ends? I took four. <laughs> I took four. four. four <laughs> Almost 50%. Almost 50%. Yep. You did take uh, the guy with the take... highest RAS score, though, from tight ends. I, get, I, <laughs> I know. I didn't. Draft. Will I... Ruben take him here? What you? What was that? The 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 tight end with the highest RAS score. Left or total? Total. total. There's there's one guy that got a ten. Oh yeah, this guy. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Kuntz? It, yeah, it's Kuntz. Yep. Yeah, I saw him earlier. And I like that last name, Kuntz. Also, Shoemaker. Yep. I think Luke Shoemaker is pretty close to like, yeah, it. Kuntz like fourth. So. Yeah, yeah. Mus Musgrave was the second, or he was uh, second in the class, and Shoon. Schoonmaker was the third highest. So that concludes our mock, and I'll just run through it real quick. At, real quick, in the starting at the beginning, we went Bijan, Stroud, Richardson, Young, Gibbs, Addison, JSN, Levis, Quentin Johnson, Zach Charbonnet, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer in the first round. Second round was Devin Che, Darrell Washington, Zay Flowers, Chris Tillman. Josh Downs, Kendra Miller, Luke Musgrave, Zach Evans, Tank Bigsby, Jalen Hyatt, Hendon Hooker, and Marvin Mims. And in the third round, we kind of went a little off, off the rails here with some guys we've never heard of. Um, Sean Tucker, at least that me and, and uh, Rocky have never heard of. Yeah. Um, Sean Tucker, uh, was that Jalen Reed? Is that what Jayden, his name? Jalen Reed. Sam Laporta. I'm pretty sure that person's not real. Um, uh, Keyshawn Butte, Chase Brown. Eric Hole, not Hall, uh, Tejar Spears. I'm gonna let Rocky have this one. <laughs> Israel Bonaconda. Yeah, there we go. And uh, Rashid Rice is that? His yep, name? Rashid, Rashid Rice. Rashid Rice. Yeah. Eric Gray, Tucker Craft, and Zach Koontz. So that is our mock for for this before the uh, draft. I'm gonna have to take a screenshot of this to save it. We'll have to. You guys have to come back. See how on. bad this looks in a month. Yeah, but you guys have to come back on after the draft and do it again. I'd and love to. Maybe I'll actually know what I'm talking about. Yes, that. that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> right? Maybe I'll actually pick a guy that nobody's ever heard of because he's amazing or something. Yes, not kind of deal. But again, maybe I really we'll look have... like geniuses with some of these third round picks. Like, maybe. oh man, you guys were well, ahead of and the then really bad with the first round picks. Yeah. <laughs> Can I add just? I guess two more pieces of information just to tie it off. I was mentioning Eric Gray. I was debating between two other running yeah. backs. Like, I don't know at Good this point. point, like who would be the 401 for you guys? Like for me, it's either Keaton Mitchell or Rashawn Johnson. And those are yeah. my RB9 yeah. and 10 Johnson right now. For me. I, I kept thinking Rashawn Johnson was going to get taken somewhere in the third round here. Not that I know a ton, yeah. but I that's a name I know. And uh, he didn't get picked. So, yeah. No. I, I just, yeah, again, I think – Maybe we'll see with with Gray's athletic score. Maybe that maybe you know he moves ahead of Gray for me, but, or not. But I guess that I was really close taking him there. But just followed my rankings with Hull, 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 a whole lot of whoever's <laughs> name is, and then well, Eric Gray. It was a hull of a pick. Yeah, yes, it was. <laughs> I, I think he's a hull of a player. But yeah, we'll find out apparently, or we might not find out. He never gets the opportunity. Probably not. Well, again, guys, I appreciate you guys taking the time and coming on today. It was fun to mock, and we haven't done this before, and so it was fun to have a couple a couple guests on and do this. Um, 
I somehow do not have a roast this week. That is because I've been busy with work, so I haven't been paying attention. People really haven't annoyed me, apparently, this week. Usually, it's pretty easy to annoy me. So, um, I don't have any. Justin, do you have anything? I have a backup one. In a backup my mind, one? If our guests didn't have one. If they, and, and we didn't tell them that they had to either, so yeah, if they okay. don't. And that's kind of our, obviously, if you guys listen, that's our thing. It's the roast. It's just for fun. It's something to do. Um, none of them are serious, but they really are. Yeah, and, um, and basically, uh, mine is... Uh, you know, I was talking last week on on the pod about how I got like I kind of lit up and called a newbie for the trade up that I did to get uh, Josh Allen. And this guy like basically attacked me and called me an idiot. And then now he's playing a victim being oh. bullied because he's like sitting on the clock for like the entire eight hours. And we're in the 25th round of 40, mind you. And like he just won't pick because he's saying we're picking on him. So that's when we're bullying, bullying him. So that's don't, you don't play the victim. Thing. Don't play the victim. That's when, okay, as, as a commissioner of many leagues, whoever's the commissioner so it needs to go change. After a certain time, you just need to change the, the clock from eight hours to like four because there's no reason for, for that. Like nobody knows who the people are anyways. It doesn't matter who they are in round 25 of four. Oh, God. I, I assume it's not a 25-round rookie. Pick. <laughs> no, no, it's a it's a it's a startup draft with with unlimited Devi. So that's why it's so much. So they're picking kids that are being born this week. So that's why it takes a little bit. They're, they're going to pick Arch Manning's son. Yes. Not even Archie Manning. Like yeah, that's probably what's going on here. But, I think we're we're claiming uh, left nut, right nut. Yeah. You know, that's point right <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, we're going like off the rails. Joke, right? Is that the- officially off the rails? <laughs> Um, I don't know, Justin, uh, I mean, Rocky or Kyle, if you have anything and you want to throw in there, go for it. If not, don't Roast feel obligated. Nuts. How can we follow that up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that was pretty good. I, I, I saw it on the shish. I thought of two things. One, I feel like you guys probably, it's, it's come up before. I don't remember all the previous roasts. But uh, neither do we, so it's okay. Uh, the, the trade bait where a guy has, like, Terrish Marshall and Jawan oh. Johnson and uh, yes. you know uh, whoever else, you know, the, the, all the guys that nobody wants. Like I can't and he wants stand a third that. for a second for him. Yes, <laughs> all to accept a second. Yeah, of course you'll all to accept a second. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> Be realistic, right? Put guy. You know that's where that the whole thing, the trade, the auto accept that I do is try to put guys out there that people actually want. Yes, right? and, and, and I I tend to undervalue them or at least i think i undervalue them a little bit in there just to get the, the action kind of rolling you know if you think he's worth a 205 listen for the 209 210 kind of deal or something like that but yes don't put trash on your trade bait because this is not a garage sale not one one man's trash is not another man's treasure yeah one man's trash is every man's one trash trash pretty much <laughs> yes. yeah so good. yes i agree with you rocky and- that's a good one the other um, one is more of a personal one for me that I don't know that a lot of people necessarily agree with. I I I want to abolish taxi squads. I I don't like taxi squads. I don't get the point of it, and I hate them. Another reason I hate them is because I do potential points in all my leagues, and it's a way to dodge potential points on MFL, and yeah. I can't stand that. I. I the whole reason I do potential points is I think it's the fairest way to do it. It's the best representation of who has the worst roster. Um, that's why I do draft order that way. And I'd rather, why can, is, can you explain to me, can someone explain to me why we just can't add four roster spots? I, I, um, 
So what's I the difference? Be, I used to be a staunch against potential points until like last year, because my thought was, why are we deciding the draft order by something that doesn't decide any of the game, anything else in the season? Like that was my thing, right? And it was like we're we're deciding, we're making a decision on a draft order that actually has nothing to do with. Um, the way we decide any of the games kind of deal. And and I was kind of staunch about that. And then as I started to commission more leagues, I just realized this is just so much easier if I just do it potential points for me. I don't have to sit here and figure out, oh, wait, those guys are both seven and eight. Which one actually gets this pick? No, just yeah. potential points is done. It's kind of what it And it like. also takes away any incentive not to start your best roster. Right. It does. It makes it easy. And it's just easier and cleaner. You just know where everything you're at. If you want to, if you want to tank, you know, just start you have getting to trade of, players away. You yes. got to get rid of players. Cause it, it, I totally agree with it. The taxi squad thing. I've always had them on mine. I've gotten starting to get rid of them in a couple. Everyone does. But what is the difference between if you have a 32 man league with four, four taxi spots or a 36 man roster, what's the difference? Nothing. I don't think there is one. Exactly. I, mean, I don't think and but you I can't dodge just, potential points that way. So yeah, I'd I, rather just do that. And I, I have not been able to get any of my leagues to get rid of taxi squads. I've tried to put it up as a rule change. You just need to play in sleeper leagues, Rocky. They count the points on taxi squad towards the most points. Four. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is one thing in sleeper that they I shut your you mouth, Justin. I know. I, I know. Play, <laughs> but yeah, but uh, I agree with that. I, I did get one. We were having a big old hissy fit about things in one league, and, I, and it was about taxi squad, and we said Screw this. We're just going to increase the roster size by whatever it was, and we're getting rid of taxi squads. And yeah, we got it done. I, but I, I, I seriously, I, I don't know what the difference is. Like, there I'd like, really, to, I, like it explained to me what the difference is. I think is it's only beneficial now the way I look at it for Devi Leagues. What was that? Uh, for Devi on it. It's a strategic way to circumvent potential yes, points. A, yes. I think that's that's the, the and, and in a league without potential points, though. It does seem like it doesn't serve much of a purpose. Right. So it, yeah. it, it's funny because you you seem to want at least in a potential points league, but that would be the league where it would make most sense. No, I want it because yeah, I, I think I don't have like the strategy the circumventing of, you, of the rules. Yeah. I have the rule in there for a reason. I don't want them circumvented. So, so yeah. yeah. So 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 I think I tend to agree with you uh, that yeah, you probably just add more roster spots because the roster spot isn't limited by just being a rookie or just a rookie or second year player. However, yeah. it is. It's it's that can be designated yep. to whoever you want. So it's it's part of the, you know, not having trade deadlines, like, like letting managers be as flexible with how they, you know, fill their team or, or you know, make moves. Yep. As Speaking of which, I, this is another commission type thing of mine, but I, I've never understood the limiting of injured reserve spots, like IR spots. Like, who cares if people pick up guys and stash them? Okay, so what? Like yeah. that's the argument I've heard against it. People will pick up guys and stash ten guys. Um, yeah, so most of I think guys it used to be a bigger anyway. deal <laughs> when the NFL actually only let you um, return like three guys or two guys or whatever. But since the COVID rules and everything, they've opened it up, and I think it's going to stay that way. Now I've I made my all my IRs. I think like fifteen. Or something yeah, my like that. is essentially unlimited. I think yeah, I, I mean, fifteen is basically unlimited. Yeah, yeah. It's it's so I just kind of like did that so that I, I agree with you. We could have a whole podcast on yeah. finish stuff anyway, and I'll shut and up stuff. about it. Yeah, because we're yeah, like an I, hour and a half. So. Like, yeah, I totally agree. But um, once again, thank you guys so much for being on. Yeah, um, let us know where we can where we can find your work, your Twitter handles, and that kind of stuff. 
Um, Rocky, you went first on the draft. We're going to let Kyle go first here on this part and uh, let us know where we can find you and where the people can find you. Yeah, so he got Bijan, I got Stroud, but I get to go first. So I guess it's yeah. all in the end. <laughs> kind of works. Works uh, out. So I've, I've already mentioned the two sites I, I uh, write for and, and podcast with, uh, goingfor2.com and fullpresscoverage.com. Uh, so with Full Press Coverage, I've got two podcasts, the Full Press Fantasy Pod and then the Full Press Packers Pod. So obviously that'll be very Packers specific. And so you know, fun NFL talks at times as well. But uh, yeah, for sure, listeners of the Coast to Coast Dynasty will be intrigued by the Full Press Fantasy Pod. Uh, in season, it is really just week to week rankings lineup, very redraft minded. But in the offseason, especially this time of year, we're, we're like all swing on Dynasty. Um, recently, it's been a lot of free agency all the trades in the NFL right. um, sort of that like focus most, like but, most of us do. Right. And now, good. now for us, I think the next four weeks, we're going to do our rookie previews for each of the positions over the next cool. four weeks, which will lead right into the NFL draft. So uh, we're going to do our quarterback previews. I guess a few things I already talked about here, but uh, you know, you get to hear Sounds from structured. We don't yeah, know. Well, we know nothing about that here at the coast to coast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I get to hear from my, my, my co-host, uh, Brad Harvin and, uh, you know, again, the North South coast, uh, him and Jacksonville, me up in Canada. Yeah. And then, uh, with going for two, I've got two live shows. So press coverage is a one-on-one interview show, uh, bring on different people. Uh, this year, actually, I'm going to, uh, make the theme teachers in the fantasy football industry. So, uh, I've already had, uh, Kevin Coleman, Matt Renshaw and Luke Patrick come on. Uh, Matt Hicks and Ryan McDowell are my next two guests, and uh, oh, cool. we're gonna cover April with that uh, every second Monday. And so, actually, the Luke uh, Patrick episode from uh, he's from All About Reality uh, podcast that just dropped uh, that was live on uh, uh, the 20th, so just on Monday, so a few days ago uh, from the time of this recording, of course. Cool. And uh, uh, we also the Dynasty Gambit, which I guess that was last night, so uh, that's just a pure Dynasty uh, fantasy football show. Every two weeks, every again, every two Thursdays on the Going for Two Live Network. So appreciate cool. Ruben and Justin for the platform. And I love Rocky too. You know, you said it earlier to me. So <laughs> that's reciprocated. Yeah. Rocky, where can we find you? Yeah, like Kyle, I have a few different podcasts. The one uh, probably the most people know me from is Trade Addicts with Dynasty Outhouse. Uh, we do that every week. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, also, uh, as uh, Kyle and Justin know, uh, being in the our listener leagues, I do Dynasty Junkies. Uh, I'm on there uh, every uh, usually about twice a month. We kind of rotate between me and my two co-hosts, Andrew Hall, Scott Sidlow, both great guys. And then I think we've only done this pod once in the entirety of 2023 so far, but hopefully we'll be picking it up soon a little bit. Dynasty Game Night, I'm also still a part of uh, with a bunch of great people. Dynasty Outhouse, uh, Mark Price, John Bosch. Uh, that and Trade Addicts, both DLF podcasts. So a shout out to them. And also, shout out to Israel Bonacombe. <laughs> well, I was going to say, sh- <laughs> shout out to, uh, I mentioned the Full Press Packers pod. I'm pretty sure Matt Price is a Packers fan, right? Yes, he is. Yes. He shout is. out to Matt. <laughs> well, again, guys, thank you very much for the D- Coast to Coast podcast. I am Ruben Almada at Superflex DGen. And I am Justin Mercer at C2C Dynasty Merce. And follow the pod at C2C Dynasty Pod. Rate and review us wherever you listen. Thanks. Peace Peace. out.